Sylvester Sleuth and the Mystery of the Heart-Shaped Stone. In our last story, Sylvester Sleuth figured out the secret of the God's Eye Goggles. He discovered that God judges people differently than we do. God sees the heart, and he knows that we need a heart like Jesus. When we last left Sylvester Sleuth, he had received a treasure map from the delivery man. He brought it in and spread it out on the table to take a closer look at the details. Reverend Kirk looked over his shoulder. Hmm, Sylvester said as he searched the map for clues. Before I can even use this map, I have to figure out where to start. Reverend Kirk pointed to the bottom of the map. It says right there, start at Daniel 2. Daniel 2, Sylvester said. Ah, I bet he meets Daniel's bowling alley number 2 on South Main Street. Dun, dun, da! The game's afoot. The game's on the wrong foot if that's where you start, Reverend Kirk said. Daniel 2 isn't a bowling alley. It's a reference to the Bible. Daniel 2. That's King Nebuchadnezzar's dream about a big statue. Tell me more about this statue. In the dream, there was a large statue made of many materials, Reverend Kirk said. The statue stood for all kinds of different kingdoms that would come to rule over the world. Then one big stone came to knock them all down. That is the King of Kings, which you discovered is Jesus. So if I start with a statue, then that means... Sylvester thought for a moment until the light bulb went on in his brain. I've got it! Government? Large statue? I bet I start at the large statue of Cornelius Q. Wiggleman, the first mayor of the town. That's in the park! Sylvester threw on his overcoat, bid Reverend Kirk farewell, and went to the park to find the hidden treasure. The statue of Cornelius Q. Wiggleman was large indeed. He had one hand placed inside his coat and the other stretched forward. At the bottom of the statue, the mayor's motto was inscribed, When the heart of a town is right, it does what is right. As Sylvester was inspecting the statue for more clues, Bookworm walked up. He had his lunchbox and appeared to be on his lunch break. Hey, Sleuth, he said. What you doing? Oh, hey, Bookworm, he said. I'm looking for clues. Sylvester handed him the map and told him about the newest mystery from the questioner. Man, Bookworm laughed. This guy loves mysteries almost as much as you do. Very true, said Sylvester. But I'm stumped. I'm sure I need to start here, but I don't know which way to go. You see here, I'm supposed to go twelve paces, but I could go north or south or east or west from here. To figure that out will take me all day. Bookworm squinted at the statue and rubbed his chin. I think maybe Wiggleman is trying to tell you which way to go, he said. What? Well, Bookworm said, look at his hand. It's pointed south. I bet that's the way you're supposed to go. Egads, you're right. The game is afoot. Dun, dun, dun. Sylvester counted out 12 paces, Bookworm close behind. Then he followed the map from there, a few paces here and a few paces there, until he came to a very old oak tree. This is where the map stops, Sylvester said. I'd better start digging. Wait, sleuth, Bookworm said. Can't you read the sign? No digging allowed. You can't dig in a park. But, but the treasure should be here, Sylvester said. Maybe, but if you dig here, you're going to be in jail, Bookworm said. Are you sure you're supposed to dig? If I'm not supposed to dig, what am I supposed to do? Sylvester asked. That tree. Bookworm suggested. Maybe there's something with that tree. Look at the cuts in the tree. Right there in the bark. 
looks kind of like an X. Sylvester took out his magnifying glass and looked at the X. Then he looked at the bottom of the tree. Pushing the tall grass away from the roots, he found a small hole. I bet the treasure is in there, Sylvester exclaimed. Reaching in, he felt around until his fingers brushed against something that felt like paper. He grabbed the object and pulled it out of the hole. What's this? he asked. He unwrapped the parchment-covered object. It was a rock shaped like a heart. There was a note attached. Sylvester read it aloud. What you have is a simple rock, but you could have much more. Find the verse, and you will find the treasures so much more. I suppose, Sylvester said, I'm going to have to look up rocks in that concordance thing in the back of the Bible. Or, Bookworm suggested, you might want to look up heart and stone. See if you can find those two things together. Well, my break's almost over. I gotta get going. Good luck, sleuth. Sylvester stuck the heart-shaped stone in his pocket and headed back to his house. At home, he made tuna fish tacos with jelly sauce for lunch and drank a glass of pickle juice. Then he spread out all the clues and set about to find the answers. Okay, he said to himself, let's look in this concordance thingy and find all of the verses that talk about heart. There were a lot of them. He wrote down all the references on a piece of paper. Then he looked up the word stone, and he wrote down all of those references. He matched all of the references and found four that had both heart and stone. He opened the Bible to Ezekiel 36:26. He read it to himself. And I will give you a new heart, and a new spirit I will put within you. And I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh, and I will give you a heart of flesh. That's it. God wants so much more for us. He wants to take our hearts of stone. He wants to take out the dead hearts given to us by Adam, and he wants to give us a heart of flesh. But what does that mean? He texted Reverend Kirk to ask him. In a few minutes, Reverend Kirk was in his kitchen. He had explained all of his findings up to that point. Then he asked, What does it look like to have a new heart? I'm so glad you asked, Reverend Kirk said. God promised to send his Holy Spirit. That's what this promise is about. He would take away the heart that can't believe and can't obey, and he would give us a heart that does believe and more and more can do the things God made us to do. Not perfectly, of course, but he gives us a heart that will want to love and serve him. That's it. That's the mystery of the heart-shaped stone. Case closed, Sylvester said. No, Sylvester, Reverend Kirk said. The case isn't closed. The case of your heart is still open. What do you mean? Sylvester asked. I mean, Reverend Kirk said, you've learned all these wonderful truths about Jesus and about exchanging your heart of stone for a heart of flesh. Isn't that something you'd want to do? Well, yes, Sylvester said. But how? Faith, Reverend Kirk said. You've learned that Adam sinned and gave us a dead heart, but Jesus is the tree of life. You've learned that Jesus is like Noah's ark. When we're in him, we are saved and protected from the punishment we deserve. You've learned that God promised to give Abraham many children, and those who believe are Abraham's children and children of God. You've learned that the law shows you you can't be perfect, and yet you need Jesus, who is perfect. You've learned that God sees our heart and has given us Jesus, whose heart is like God's because he is God. And now you've learned that by bowing before King Jesus as Savior and Lord, you can have a new heart and be part of God's family forever. So is that what you want? Do you want all of that? Yes, 
Sylvester said. Then just pray with me. Reverend Kirk prayed with Sylvester. Afterward, the pastor picked up the Bible and handed it to the detective. Now that you have the Holy Spirit within you, there are many more mysteries to unlock here in the Bible. You know I cannot resist a good mystery, Sylvester said. Sylvester's phone buzzed. It was the questioner. Congratulations, sleuth. You solved the mystery of the heart-shaped stone. Now there is someone waiting at your door. Great, Sylvester said. Another delivery? And wait, how did the questioner know that I solved the mystery? Sylvester went to open the door. But instead of finding the delivery man there, he found Bookworm. Bookworm? Sylvester asked. What are you doing here? I'm here to help you solve the final mystery, he said. What mystery is that? Sylvester asked. Who is the questioner? Bookworm said. The questioner is... Me! You? Sylvester asked in shock. Yep, Bookworm said. It was me the whole time. You're always so busy with mysteries that you were missing the most important mystery of all. Spoken of here in Romans 16, 25-27. Now to him who is able to strengthen you according to my gospel in the preaching of Jesus Christ, according to the revelation of the mystery that was kept secret for long ages, but has now been disclosed, and through the prophetic writings has been made known to all nations, according to the command of the eternal God, to bring about the obedience of faith, to the only wise God be glory forevermore through Jesus Christ. Amen. Sylvester made tea for Reverend Kirk and Bookworm, and they spent the afternoon talking about how the two of them had worked together to give Sylvester not only the mystery of a lifetime, but a mystery for all eternity. The End Pastor Zach here. Through all of these mysteries, we have learned more about Jesus. As we get ready to celebrate the resurrection of Jesus, we remember his death on the cross that gave us his righteousness, his resurrection that declares his promises are true, and his spirit, by and with his word, that guides our heart. Whether we get to celebrate Easter Sunday together as a church or worshiping in our own homes, it is the Holy Spirit who knits us all together so that we can worship together in spirit and in truth. Happy Easter.